Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Patty, it's been reported that a feeling of pessimism is settling over Senate Republicans as they head into a weekend recess with deeply uncertain prospects for their push to repeal Obamacare. The reality about this Republican so-called health care plan is that it's not workable and probably won't ever pass. But the repeal and replace debacle has tipped the hand of a Republican Party agenda that is beyond a doubt cruel. At the heart of this proposed bill, and also in the Trump proposed budget, is an attack on Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. With us now is Alex Lawson, the executive director of Social Security Works, a coalition made up of 340 national and state organizations representing over 50 million Americans. Alex, welcome to Nurse Talk. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. So, Alex, let's get right to it. So give us the who, what, why, and how of the Medicaid program. And here in California, that's Medi-Cal. Right now, I think there is a very small silver lining to the outright attack on Medicaid that's happening. Um, and, and let's be clear, what's being discussed is a total destruction of the entire program. You have $880 billion cut out being proposed to cut through Trump care, hundreds of billions more in the budget on top of that. This is a fundamental destruction of Medicaid. And the silver lining, though, is that people are beginning to understand just how profound and important Medicaid is. Medicaid as a program, the reason that the Republicans are targeting it is because they believe that they can rely on people's wrong understanding that Medicaid is a program for other people, um, primarily for poorer people. And so they can attack it and say to, to their base, oh, don't worry, this isn't for you. But the truth is now people are realizing Medicaid serves millions of children. This is health care for children, and it's wellness care, in fact. It's aimed at maintaining wellness, not just sick care, at treating children when after it has become a more serious issue. It is also the only system for many people with serious disabilities to get 24-hour care or in-home care and nursing home care. And also, That nursing home care and that home care is beginning to creep into people's understanding. And actually, I think it's more than beginning. I think we're seeing that people get this, that Medicaid is the largest provider of long-term care in America. And for the vast majority of Americans, it is the only provider of long-term care. That's both in-home care uh, and nursing home care. The average cost of nursing home care is $93,000 per year. So when Medicaid's not there, there's nobody that can afford this. And that is what people are really starting to understand right now, that Medicaid is a program that benefits all of us. Uh, And if it's destroyed, there really is no replacement. And it's important for people to remember as the baby boomers hit this 65 and over, which is what we're doing, this is going to be a critical area. And right now we cannot afford to take our eye off this ball. And Alex, I also like what you said, the the silver lining here, because people really don't understand Medicaid. In fact, a lot of them don't understand Medicare and Social Security. So I think 
really being clear about what this is is imperative, and I do think that that process has started, and that is the silver lining here. Uh, can you tell me what part does Medicaid play in the success of the Affordable Care Act? In many ways, Medicaid is the best part of the Affordable Care Act. The Achilles heel of Obamacare uh, was that it left private insurance in charge and it left them in existence at all. And all of the problems that we're seeing come out of that aspect of it. These greedy, parasitic middlemen, which is what insurers are, uh, and all they do is extract wealth from the system. They see people uh, as profit centers. On the other hand, Medicaid, which was expanded across many states, but not all of them, because of a Supreme Court ruling that allowed Republican governors to put politics ahead of their constituents' health. So these governors, these Republican governors, didn't expand Medicaid. But in the states that did expand Medicaid, you are talking about millions, tens of millions of people who got health care, who otherwise would not get health care. And we're talking about people who are working, maybe they're working uh, two part-time jobs or three part-time jobs in the broken economy that we have right now. But these are people who are working and they were just above the level of income previously to receive Medicaid and also uh, couldn't buy and afford any insurance, even with the subsidies. And so expanding Medicaid covered tens of millions of people. It's not just the Medicaid expansion that is under threat with Trump care. And I do want to like uh, point at that for a second because uh, a lot of the, the corporate media are very lazy on this. They try to like make it seem like the only thing that's being attacked is the Medicaid expansion. That's obviously being attacked. There's no plan that the Republicans are talking about that does not get rid of that totally. And that's just ripping people's health care away. Uh, but it's more than that because the cuts, the over a trillion dollars in cuts to Medicaid are, would fundamentally destroy the entire system. Which is the whole design, is not the proposed health care bill in the Trump budget just a pretext for an all-out assault on Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security? Completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just the latest salvo in the ongoing attack on uh, systems that work, because that's what this is all about. You have greedy liars on Wall Street. They profit off of misery, destruction, death, inefficiency, anything that they can create chaos with, that's where the profit is. Now, systems that work, Social Security works, Medicare works, Medicaid works, that's why they attack it. Uh, And they'll never stop attacking it, which is really what makes it clear that as we move forward, what we need to do is recognize that with Medicare and Medicaid, we're covering tens of millions of Americans, and we just need to actually create one system where we expand Medicare and Medicaid to everybody, but there's no longer this sort of tiered system where this health care is for these and this health care is for those, but instead everybody has health care as a right. 
And that's the way that we can actually uh, fight back against Wall Street. And it's really the only way that we can start winning because they're never going to stop attacking. Like we see that very clearly now. They started years ago and they they certainly aren't going to stop. Alex, uh, we want to talk about Social Security Works. Can you share a little bit about the organization with us? Definitely. Social Security Works, um, as our name hints, we fight to protect and expand Social Security. But we also believe in the original vision of the people who created Social Security, like Francis Perkins and Eleanor Roosevelt and FDR and a whole bunch of other people who um, you know, are the thought leaders and muscle that created this system that was always meant to be an expanding system of economic security for everyone in this country. And Francis Perkins would be proud of us for some things and very disappointed in us for others, yeah. primarily not having a national health system by this point. I mean, they thought that that was right around the corner. Uh, And 82 years later, we have Medicare, which covers seniors. We have Medicaid, which covers millions more, but we don't have a national health system. So we also fight to protect and expand Medicare and Medicaid. And we also fight to lower drug prices by taking on pharma, which is just an arm of the greedy liars on Wall Street. So you can find out more at socialsecurityworks.org. We have a book that you can read, Social Security Works. You can tell I like our branding. I do like your branding. And we had your counterpart, Nancy Altman, on with us, and she did a marvelous job. Yep, she literally wrote the book on Social Security. She did. (laughs) And I want to point out that this whole cutting of all of these budgets, that money is going to the wealthiest folks in our country. It's a tax break, and, you know. And, and that's the important part is to say that, you know, if the system is so broke, then how are you able to take so much money out of it and give it back to the 1%? That's the hard part about this. I agree completely. It's feudalism in many ways. It's an upward redistribution of wealth mm-hmm. where they're reaching into my pocket, into your pocket. They're stealing our money and they're giving it to the Walton family, the richest family in the world and other tremendously rich people who not only should we not be giving them money, but we should be making them pay a lot more. Uh, and then we can expand these programs that benefit the majority of people, uh, the vast majority of people basically everyone except for these greedy liars from Wall Street. I agree. So what advice do you have, Alex, for those people who feel like nothing will make a difference and that their voice simply doesn't matter? There's two things. I use a superlative twice because I'm okay with that. The most (laughs) radical act that you can take is self-care. And the most radical act that you can take is to get organized. And very often those are together. So When people are feeling a hopelessness, one of the strongest things that counteracts that is solidarity, is understanding and standing with your neighbors, with your friends and family, and realizing the power that we have when we stand together. And that can take so many forms, and there's amazing work happening right now. So, you know, talking to you all, I I know you're super organized. So you know what I'm talking about, and I think people should plug into organizations like the nurses, uh, like other organizations who are doing great work, my organization, Social Security Works, um, and you know, plug into things that are happening. There's great distributed 
actions going on right now, too, with Indivisible and, and a whole host of other efforts like that. Democracy for America are doing some. And if you're not finding something, then, you know, take the lead and make it happen. Go to your senators and your representative and go to their offices, demand to know when they're having a town hall. If they're not going to have a town hall, invite a Democratic congressperson from nearby to stand in their place or a candidate. I like that idea, Alex. Anything else you'd like to share? One quick thing. We only lose when we forget what we're fighting for. And so we have to be clear that we're not just fighting against the Trump agenda. We're fighting to build the country that we want to live in and the world that we want to live on. Absolutely. That's it's so very, very inspiring. Important. Thank you for your great work, Alex. We need more individuals like you in this economy now. It's so very important. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Alex Lawson. Alex is the executive director of Social Security Works. To find out more about this topic, visit www.socialsecurityworks.org or nursetalksite.com.